This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs? Welcome into, oh yeah, oh my Hulkamaniacs, a little, a little heel t- So, Sophie, I gotta welcome in heel talk. I want my co-host, Sophie Muffin. Sophie, how are we doing? Hey. I'm doing all right. Uh, I think that's the first time I've ever heard you give up on that that quick. Well, okay. So here's what it was. Yesterday, I was sitting here at my com- computer where we record, and I was sitting there going, "I gotta, per- I gotta perfect the uh, the the Hulk part of it." Because let's be honest, the whole time I've been doing the "Oh yeah, oh the Mega Powers," and it's like I'm not Macho Man. Soapy is Macho Man. I gotta do the uh, listen here, brother. Welcome into Heel Talk, brother, brother, brother. And right away, I was like, I did it again. I went right into Macho Man. It should have been the Welcome to Heel Talk, brother. Welcome to the Mega Powers, brother. I got my brother over here, Soapy Muffins, brother, brother, brother. How you doing, brother? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's just as far as it goes. So, so I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna do a concerted effort to get the Hulk the we're my Hulkamaniacs brother and I think that so when it comes to impressions because you know that's what people come to heel talk for wrestling podcast here on MVP welcome in if this is your first time this is great that you're experiencing this I've talked to Tim about this a lot that like impressions it's something that like brings you into the impression and for me with Hulk it's brother like that's why I lean on brother, 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 because that's like, okay, there it is. There it is. Now let's branch out. I gotta get better. I can't just go into the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, but welcome into Heel Talk, the wrestling podcast here on MVP, uh, MVP Entertainment. Everywhere where we talk about wrestling each and every, well, every other two weeks. Uh, so we got a big one today. We're not talking. We may sprinkle in some WWE at the end. We got an AEW podcast today. This is the first time I think we've talked about AEW, what, since the MJF topic we did? Uh, Maybe. Here, let me see. I'm going to look it up live while I do that little bit of housekeeping. If you're not in the Discord, join it. That link down below in the description. You can click that along with our Patreon page where you can support MVP. You can get perks for supporting us. And then also... Apple Podcast, Spotify, we're on there, as well as YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button if you like and love what you're seeing here. And obviously, down below in the comment section, tell us what you feel about everything we're talking about today, as YouTube does not want to give me what I'm looking for. I think the MJ, I'm just going to say it, I think the MJF was the last time that we talked AEW, but Soapy, the reason why I wanted to talk a little All Elite Wrestling today is it seems like how do i want to put this we could get some injection or could be getting some injection of some big talent heading over to um aw which the first one and both of these i want to thank you soapy for putting them in our rundown so i have them in front of me the first one was from sean ross sap on twitter where he said Mercedes Monet is headed to AEW and has been on the payroll for some time. That was February 7th of this month. Then you have just recently, yesterday, uh, Okada, this is from Fightful as well, 
Uh, Okada is headed to AEW and is expected to sign soon. Fightful has learned. Full story, they've heard. WWE had talks, but it looks like he's going to AEW. Soapy, we're going to talk about both, but the one I want to phrase the question for is about Mercedes Monet. Because I'm going to ask this as a outsider looking into AEW. That's how this question is going to be phrased. And I know you might not like the phrasing of my question, but it seems like AEW has uh, been trying to weather the CM Punk storm. I will say since the brawl for all happened, the then all out incident or the all in incident happened. He then leaves. It seems like now everyone wants to talk about how many fans or lack of fans that AEW has at events. The way I'm going to ask this, Soapy, is Mercedes Monet, we're thinking she is going to show up at Big Business, not the not the Wednesday after Revolution, but two, two Tuesday or two Wednesdays after Revolution on March 13th. How big of an impact do you think Mercedes Monet will have on AEW, and will it be anywhere close to what CM Punk did for the company when he debuted and came to All Elite Wrestling? Well, I definitely don't think it's going to be to that level, and it's mm-hmm. mostly just because the fact of realistically, if you're a Mercedes Monet fan, you've already been watching her everywhere she's been going. Yeah, and the fact of there's a lot of crossover between like New Japan fans mm-hmm. and AEW fans. Like it's already basically the viewership's going to stay relatively the same. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to have as big of an impact. But I do think though what it does is it massively boosts up a division that has been really struggling because the fact of one Tony Khan doesn't book them ever. Do we know literally like bo- do we know who's booking the women's division because isn't uh he is. He is? Okay, because wasn't it uh, Kenny was booking the women? No, so Kenny was in charge of, like, just bringing in women talent. Like, basically, his job was to, you know, talk to Tony Khan and be like, hey, sign this person. Oh, okay. And, like, to give advice on booking it. Because Mm. Tony Khan is the only booker. And basically, what what the Elite's job is, and basically the the EVPs or whatever their title is, Mm -hmm. is they just give him advice when it comes to booking it. Like, they're not the ones being like, all right, so yeah, this is the spot we're going to do. They're just like, hey, yeah. Tony, this would be a good idea to do this. And he's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But no, I definitely think that there's not going to be a massive boost. And it's also, because I get to relate this back to a rant that I had in the Discord earlier. Go ahead. All you guys out there, can we stop using numbers from like two years ago? <laughs> No, because I'm putting this for a very specific reason. Uh-huh. And Retro got to spark this out of me earlier. Because yeah. Retro put, like, the perception of AEW is down. Mm-hmm. And I, l- let me let me go to Wrestling Chat and uh, pick it word for go word ahead, what I go said. Ahead. All right, let me... I gotta scroll up for it. I said, the perception of AEW is down because people perpetuate bullshit they read about last year. Mm-hmm. Basically, because... No, and the reason I say that is, you know how people are always like, oh, AEW's numbers are going down, they're going down, they're going down. Yeah. I don't know. You want to know the funny thing? What? So, AEW has the perception of going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, with webwire.com, uh, they had put out a thing over basically, they took all of the numbers uh, per week across, you know, TNT and TBS. That's where, T- uh, that's where AEW streamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
How exactly is a company that's averaging uh, nearly 4 million viewers each week? Uh, how is it a dying company? <laughs> I mean, for um, me... Someone want to tell me? It's not a, like... My big thing is, like, AEW's not a dying company. I don't see it, like... To me, I think that there's... There's a point where it's, like, the whole ratings thing... I think it's kind of like a moot discussion. And the reason why I say that is we live in a very different time than we did. Like when I was a kid, when I was a kid and there was no streaming, there was bare, like there wasn't YouTube, any video on the internet. Like the only time I'm getting able to watch wrestling is if I tune in to television, like DVR was barely even a thing when I was a kid to where it's like, if you missed it, you missed it. Never going to see that again. Like th- that's what it was towards like, okay, ratings then matter. I think a lot of things now is people pick their time of like, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch when it's live? What am I going to watch like later? Like me, I pre-record or record. You should say on my DVR, all the wrestling shows. And then I watch them back later. Or sometimes it's like, I didn't have enough time to watch like SmackDown this week. So I don't, sometimes I miss a week, but it's like, that's where we're at. Not just wrestling, but you got basketball, hockey, all these other things that are taking up our time. And the thing with AEW is I kind of feel like, and you can bring Okada into Okada into this too. And even will offspray. Cause we know will offspray is in WWE, but really it was what this weekend he was a part of, uh, the last new Japan like obligation he had before yeah. he's I'm going to say full-time AEW, but like he said at that pay-per-view that the way his contract works, Will Ospreay is going to be able to do some new Japan dates if he wants to during his time. So it's like, yeah, I, I think it's not, if you're expecting one of these people to come in because I'll be completely honest. The reason why AEW in my mind looks weak, and the reason why I say weak in air quotes is it's not a weak product. Like you tune in, and like for me, the swerve hangman page stuff, that is like my favorite thing right now on AEW. Is just their whole storyline. I can't wait to see them triple threat match with Samoa Joe, but it's like CM Punk, nothing will ever, ever come close to what that was because none of these three people, and I mean, you could arguably say maybe Will Ospreay, but like CM Punk has like a cult following to him. Like there are fans that they will flock to flock to Punk no matter what he does, no matter good, bad, they're punkers until the day that they die. Monet, Okada, or Offspring are not going to be able to bring in that amount alone. But I wonder, Soapy, and this is what I'll kind of flip into a question, is the thing that AEW should be looking at is, could the trio of them together, Monet, Okada, and Offspring, create some sort of buzz to where it's like, okay, we're using three. It's like the money ball situation. Hey, we got to replace uh, Ingram housing in the bullpen. Well, still, instead of getting one guy to be the closer, 
I'm going to get two, maybe three guys to fill that role. We're going to get people that, and like, it's not a full money ball thing because Mercedes Monet, there's a reason why Monet is in her name because she got a lot of it to come to AEW, but is it, we're going to use three people to try to pull in the same amount of numbers that a cult following like CM Punk had, because that to me is the big thing is Punk had that following. Now that Punk's not there, you're trying to make up for those fans that weren't really AEW fans. They were Punk fans. Yeah. And I mean, and once again, it's also just the AEW has to find that line of being able to bring in new fans because the Mm -hmm. problem primarily right now is AEW teeters that line of like their online presence is really good Mm -hmm. then like once they go to like a city you're in you never hear about them being there yeah and like it's no one like there's not like a lot of new fans uh Mm -hmm. i I didn't have it on camera but i did the air quotes with my hand like they they don't have a lot of new fans realistically Mm -hmm. AEW has a very niche audience yeah like they're not like the style of wrestling they do is not the common one Mm mm-hmm and realistically, I also need people to stop just trying to have them be WWE. That's not going to happen. Because notice how it's anytime someone has tried to out WWE, you mm-hmm. can't do it. Like at this point, like they're not changing. Just let them be. But like I think with the term of like the three of them coming in to kind of fill in that gap, mm-hmm. the problem is, and I think just a lot of it is going to be, at some point, talking bad about AEW is just not going to make money for people, so they'll stop. Because mm-hmm. realistically, like, you can, I mean, mind you, negativity makes so much money. Mm-hmm. It's actually insane how many more views and stuff like that you can get just off of being a negative person. Mind you, that sounds like it'd be a great thing for me. I love being negative. It's everything <laughs> I do. But, like, that's just the thing. Of where right now, like, you have people who watch the product, well, watch air quotes watch yeah who air quotes watch the product when in reality they just watch it to grab on it Mm -hmm. like they're not AEW fans which then my response to them every time is just stop watching it yeah like if you don't like it don't watch it no one's making you watch it Mm -hmm. like that is the thing that will always annoy me when it comes to AEW discourse, it's because, like, a lot of times you get people like, well, I'm giving actual criticism. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just talking into a void. Yeah. You're just yeah. repeating the things you heard Jim Cornette say, mm-hmm. that you saw Gareth on Twitter say. You yeah. literally are just repeating anything you already heard someone say and be like, well, that's criticism. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Because it's not coming from a place of you wanting it to be better. You're wanting it to just go away. Yeah, and, like, I feel like one of the things that you said that I... I agree with, but it's not even an opinion. It's just what it is. And I think this is where, where like the disconnect is between like WWE and AEW is first off. I agree with you. I do not want AEW to be exactly like WWE. Now I'll be completely honest. There's a part of me that when I watch AEW, my, my, my Neanderthal brain kind of goes, Ooh, like this is not what I'm used to. I'm used to like the struck the WWE format. I'm used to that. I've been programmed to that for so long because for so long of my wrestling watching, except for like the attitude era was probably when I'll say the attitude era was probably when WWE or at the time WWF 
was as close to what like AEW is, but AEW isn't even like that. AEW is closer to the WCW style of things. And I know for me as a kid, I loved WCW back in the day. You could tell me that they were not the best wrestling promotion. I did not care. I loved WCW for its format. And like, I feel like people are so used to what WWE brings. They want AEW to be the same. And it's like, no, we don't want that. You want a different flavor. Like these people also who go out there and it's like, oh, we're going to criticize AEW to bring them down. You don't want like the way I put this is people that say they want AEW to fail. No, you don't. We want more wrestling. We should want more wrestling. And like the thing that I hope these signings bring is just bring more like it's a simple answer, but bring better storylines to AEW. Like the thing that I can't help but think and Mercedes Monet is the one I think about the most because for me, Soapy, as you, I would say out of the two of us, you're the AEW expert on the AEW novice because I keep saying it. I need to just dive into AEW more than I should. I lean more WWE than AEW and I got to just go head into both of them. The thing that I'm kind of hoping that AEW doesn't do with more Monet, but I feel like they will is I kind of don't want them to just boom, put her in a storyline right with Tony storm right away. Yeah, it's, I don't think they'll do that right away. Mostly because right now Tony storm's in a story with Deanna Perrazzo Mm -hmm. and assuming, do you think there's also a revolution? I think so. I, realistically they do think Peraza's a really big deal yeah. like, and she is really good like I'm not a giant giant fan like nothing against Peraza mm-hmm. it's just I haven't watched enough of her yet mm-hmm. but like you know they're building her up to be this really big thing in that like her whole thing is that she's gonna basically you know she's been going after Tony Storm's character being like this isn't the real you yeah you know shocker you know Tony Storm wasn't always uh, Marilyn Monroe Mm-hmm. would thunk <laughs> but no like it's it seems like they're gonna build up to where Deanna Perrazzo is basically gonna take the title off of Tony Storm okay like I'm assuming that's where it's gonna end up leading to mm-hmm. because they have it to where basically she's kind of getting under Tony Storm's skin mm-hmm. just by being there yeah oh I mean who knows the direction they decide to go with it mm-hmm. but yeah, like, I definitely think it's something of... I think there's a better way they can convey stories. It's just, the problem is, and I've had I've talked about this multiple times before, not on the show, but, like, in yeah. the Discord, like, in voice chats and stuff. Mm-hmm. AEW's style of storytelling is different than WWE's. Because, mm-hmm. so, WWE, I will always say this, and I, I, I mean this in the nicest way I can. It's it's a thing that kind of annoys me with WWE stands go and start watching AEW for the first couple times because they're like, there's no story. It's like, there is. You have to use your brain to find the story here. Yeah. Because you don't have a Michael Cole being like, did you just hear what they said? Well, I mean, you don't have a Michael Cole, and let's be honest, like, half the time, uh, uh, what's his face? I'm I, I'm forgetting his name because he annoys Which one? me so the much. The one we don't like? Yeah, what's Excalibur? His, yeah, every time I hear Excalibur's voice, I just tone him out because, like, 
Yeah. All I hear is, OMG, did you? I I know this guy. I met him back in 1992, and like, oh, you like, oh, like, oh, if you don't, it's like. I wish I had a Michael Cole in my ear. <laughs> rather than yeah. Excalibur. Oh, yeah, no, trust me. I wish I had a Michael Cole talking to oh. Like, the point that I mean by that is, like, mm-hmm. with WWE storytelling, they, they hit you, you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, it's like, all right, baby birds, come here. Roman's mm-hmm. the tribal chief. It's like, yay, tribal chief. <laughs> when you watch AEW, it's like... Sprinkle the bird seed down. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, you're just sprinkling, you're just the old per- Yeah, we're just all the birds hanging out at the at the park, and, you know, Michael Cole's the old person just throwing bread to everyone. To where then it's like, when you watch AEW, like, there's a couple times the commentators will just blatantly hit you over the head with it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, guys, this guy's a big deal. That's the storyline, is he's a big deal, and it's like, yeah. okay, thanks. Like, for instance, a lot of the stuff with Hangman Swerve. They don't tell you anything about that. Like, essentially right now, the main crux of the feud right now is that Hangman can't beat Swerve. Mm-hmm. He just can't. That's the main crux of it now. It initially started because Hangman just was trying to be a nice guy and Swerve broke into his house. Yeah. Like, the thing is, they don't hammer it over the head and just constantly... It's not that they're hitting you with a brick every 10 seconds. Like, Home Invader! Well, Home Invader! It's, it's not even that, like... The reason why I am so enthralled with the Hangman Swerve storyline is I can't wait for the match at Revolution because of what you just said. It's like not the Home Invader part, but the Hangman mate. Like, that's the great thing about wrestling stories. When the people make points and it makes you feel things. Like I said this on the podcast about the the Roman promo when he said the like. I work 10 times less, but I make 10 times more that hits because, Ooh, that like, that's a real life thing that people feel. They hate the people at their job that do less work, but are getting paid more. Like you do more work than them, but you're getting paid way less than they are. It makes you angry. It strikes a chord. And the thing that strikes a chord with me with the hangman swerve story is what you said. The, you can't beat me swerve. You've never beat me to where I'm honestly intrigued. Well, no, it's it's the other it's the other way around. A hangman can't beat Swerve. Okay, Swerve is two and zero against him. I messed that up. the The point being, without me messing that up, is I'm intrigued with how that match is going to go. Because are they going to do the one of them beats like one of them beats Samoa Joe, and then it's like. Yeah, you have that title, but guess what? I'm coming for it because you've never beaten me. Or will they do Samoa Joe wins because he just waits in the wings. He lets them go after each other, let them feud, tear each other apart. And then Samoa Joe comes in and goes, hey, all right, I'll pick one of you guys off when you're weakest. I cannot wait to see how that triple match unfolds. Yeah, and that's the thing of like. To me, that's the wonder of AEW storytelling. Mind you, mm-hmm. do sometimes do they need better stories? Yeah. Yeah. Because realistically, like, the entire crux of the feud between, like, Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Bryan Danielson, mm-hmm. and and Eddie Kingston is literally, he called him a bum. That's the entire crux <laughs> of, their, the of their feud. <laughs> yeah, he just called him a bum, and that was that, that's the whole Kickstarter of it. Because, like, if you weren't watching AEW Weekly, you'd be like, why does he just come out with King of the Bums all of a sudden? What mm-hmm. happened from point A to point B? Yeah. Like, I think it's 
one of the things that AEW can do to really improve their stories, and I'll get back to the Okada stuff in a second. Uh, I know we not, completely not, I, went th- off the rails. This is what a podcast is, Selby. We just talk. We'll get there. Yeah, it's the thing that I think they could really improve on when it comes to telling their stories is mm-hmm. stop having so much of it be on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or something like that. Like, have you, it happen on screen. You need, like, and that's the the one criticism I would say of AEW is the what if they could take anything from WWE, it would be. I want more of more of the story on TV because the one thing I like what WWE does sometimes they might do it too much. Give me a replay package before this. Hey, remind me what I saw maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. Because sometimes sometimes I need that reminder, especially if it's a story that I haven't seen. Like maybe they take a week off from it and I haven't seen it in two weeks. Yeah, like I think it's definitely like there are things they can improve on here and there Mm -hmm. that are definitely like, okay, like we can actually make the stories more digestible. Because obviously, Mm -hmm. like I said, sometimes the stories are sometimes they aren't like sometimes stories will hit. It's like, you know, the whole thing like that I saw people criticizing from last week's mm-hmm. Dynamite. I think it was Dynamite. It was Dynamite or Collision. It was one of the two of where like people were complaining about The Edge or sorry, Adam Copeland and Daniel Garcia's story because they're like, mm-hmm. why is Adam Copeland mad at Daniel Garcia? And it's like, I mean, like, yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? Adam Copeland, tell him exactly everything. It's like they kind of laid everything out. And like you're just mm-hmm. kind of left to interpret stuff. Because basically, yeah. for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, this coming up Wednesday, we're recording this on Monday, so this yeah. won't even probably be out by then. It'll already have already happened. Uh-huh. But at the time of this recording, basically, uh, Adam Copeland versus Daniel Garcia is going to happen Wednesday. Yeah. And whoever wins is going to be the one facing Christian for the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. And essentially, the main crux of the feud... I mean, not even it's not even really an argument between you're the talking about basically the Daniel Garcia part of the feud. Yeah. OK. Because basically the main crux of the feud of why Adam Copeland's mad at him is obviously, you know, Adam Copeland has been working to get back to Christian mm-hmm. because, you know, he lost. And he went all the way down to the bottom of the rankings and he's been working his way up. Yeah. And Daniel Garcia's like, well, no, why do you get a second chance? Like, mm-hmm. why don't so why isn't someone like me who gets it? Because, you know, I've been winning a lot. I've been doing yeah. all of this. And Adam Copeland's entire thing is like, you're taking food off of my family's table. I'm going to punish you because you're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like, it's a little contrived. Like, I'll admit, you got to kind of, you know, stretch the imagination a little bit. But that's the crux of it. It sounds like something a heel would say. Yeah. To where it's one of those things where it's it's kind of annoying when people mm-hmm. are just like, well, like, it doesn't make sense. It's right there. The whole promo explains the whole thing. Yeah. Like, sorry that Excalibur or Tony Schiavone wasn't like, guys, he wants the title match against Christian. It's like, oh, thanks, like, Schiavone. I don't know. See, that's the thing. The thing that I have a problem with is I don't know if I would have phrased it like that. Like, because help me connect the dots for my Neanderthal brain. Daniel Garcia is a, a face, right? He's not a heel. Yeah, they're both faces. Yeah. So, like, so, to to me... The comment that Edge made, I wouldn't have even wrote that in there because, like I just said to you, that sounds like a heel thing. Like the you're taking like the, a baby face could say it too. Like the you're taking food off my plate. 
But like in this context, it sounds like, oh, like you're only thinking about yourself where it should just be like a, hey, we both want this really hard. You have your reasons. I have my reasons. We're going to leave it out in the ring. Best man wins kind of a thing. But I don't know. Maybe that's I mean, just essentially looking like me just generalizing it, you know, like maybe the whole yeah. maybe they're getting ready for a uh, a Copeland um, heel turn, I guess. But I wouldn't turn him heel because Christian's heel. Yeah, I don't think that's what yeah, I don't I don't think that's what they're planning on doing. I think mm-hmm. it's the it's kind of what they've been building Copeland with. Mm-hmm. Is that he's been doing the Cope Open for anyone who doesn't know. Basically, the Cope Open is like he comes out every Wednesday and he's like, all right, whoever wants to fight me, come out and fight me. Like, yeah. this is how I rise up the rankings. Mm-hmm. You know, and different people have come out repeatedly. Basically, Daniel Garcia is just the next person in line. Yeah. But the only thing is, though, where he's like, no, like, in technicality, I'm the next one who should go. It mm-hmm. shouldn't matter if you are here. Basically, they're... Because AEW still kind of half goes, half doesn't go with the, like, that it's real thing. Mm-hmm. Because they try to do, like, the whole, like, real presentation with rankings. Mind you, no one cares about rankings. They've never yeah. mattered. I, I hate the rankings. Like, They're just there. I hate the rankings and the record thing. I don't need that in my wrestling. I mean, I don't mind it. It's just actually use it. Mm-hmm. But... You're like, saying instance, commit or don't commit. Yeah, it's either... Use the rankings or don't use them. Don't yeah. have it to where it's like, guys, look, he's 18 and 0. He's never getting a title shot, ever. Yeah. You can't make me forget about that AEW. I remember Pac didn't lose like 20 matches. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember he was 20 and 0 at one point. Why didn't he get a title shot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from he got stuck overseas that one time. But like, yeah. aside from that, I remember. Mm-hmm. You can't trick me. Yeah. But no, like, that's my thing of where, and then basically the. It essentially hovers around, like, with them kind of using the realism of, like, this is his big moment of, like, you know, getting, like, kind of treated as well, like, you get paid more for a pay-per-view. Yeah. Or it's that, like, okay, like, you're taking food off of my plate mm-hmm. because the fact of, like, you think you deserve it because you're young. That's essentially kind of Daniel Garcia's point. Yeah. Of, like, you're just old. Like, why, why do you want this so bad? Adam Copeland's basically like, oh, yeah, like, you think just because I'm old, like, I have more to fight for, basically. Because, like, mm-hmm. you just have to fight for yourself because you don't really have anyone else. I have my wife and my kids, like, mm-hmm. I have to do that, basically. Yeah. That's the general premise of the whole thing, is that it's two faces coming at it from a different perspective. Adam, or Copeland feels slighted because Daniel Garcia, you know, wants the title shot. When in reality, Copeland has much more of like a thing actually for it because he's not just going for the title; he's also doing now, it to beat the hell out of Christian again. Re- re- refresh, refresh my memory. Christian Cage technically didn't win the title off of Copeland clean, right? It was kind of a dirty, like, tec- dirty finish, right? He so it was originally that was the one with Copeland the lit, off when of they him. lit the table on fire, right? That was the last match they no, had for it. So. So that was when he had his match against uh, Christian. That's when he beat Christian. But and remember, then, it was that's when Killswitch came out with, with the stupid the money in the bank thing. That, and and Copla and and yeah. Christian took it and used it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that it was like he just got it right back. Yeah, and that was the le- and that's basically he's held the title. That's the last time they've interacted. Yeah, that's what I okay. That's what I was thinking. So like 
to me, I think about that. I don't, to me, how I would do it is the Garcia stuff is fine. I'm the young guy. I've been doing well. I deserve a shot. Copeland side should be focusing on. I didn't like, I should be champion right now. We like, like this match that you and I are having should be for, it should be you versus me for the title. You don't get to overstep me because Christian screwed me. Christian was the one that screwed me because I should be champ and I'm not letting you take my rematch. Yeah. And I mean, and once again, and it's not like a perfect story and I'm yeah. not saying it is Yeah, but like, that's just the general premise of it. Now, so one, yeah, anyways, one back to Okada. I was going to bring that in. One question I do have for you. So I'm thinking of the traditional way AEW introduces new talent. Think back to Daniel Bryan. Think back to Adam Copeland. Think back to Adam Cole. Baby! That was still such a good debut. When did all of these people debut, Soapy? What part of a show and what show did they usually come out at? Uh, After the main event... Uh, and either on a really big show or I'm pretty sure I think for Coppola just a regular show. Most most of them I want to say were pay per views, where they're big like yeah. revolutions and stuff. So to me, here's my question for you: It's not going to be Mercedes Monet because we're assuming big business is when Monet comes in. My question being, I'm assuming first off we're assuming the main event of Revolution. Two things. Is the main event the triple threat between Samoa Joe, Hangman, and Swerve? Is the TNT title the main event? I don't think so. I think that the AEW championship would take precedent over it. Or do they do the Sting retirement as the main event? Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards that they'll do the that they'll do the World Heavyweight Championship. Because realistically, mm-hmm. I think if that's when like Okada or even Will Ospreay come over, say, I think they immediately get put out? into the top picture. Which one comes out? I mean, out, honestly, it could could be both. So like, didn't Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole come out at the same time? Weren't they at the yeah. end of the same show? It was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, because that's Adam when. Cole. Cause yeah, because Adam Cole came out after Kenny Omega did his promo of like the yeah. only people who could beat me are either retired or already dead. Yeah. And then he joined them. He and like, that's did when, the like handshake yeah. thing. Yeah, they did the two sweet together, and he's like, "See, you idiots! There's <laughs> no one alive." And the Daniel Bryan came out. Yeah. So you're thinking they could do or, that again, where it's Offspray and Okada. Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be super cool to see them do that, especially mm-hmm. with the fact of realistically, I mean it's getting U.S. audiences used to. Okada is kind of where it's going to be interesting, especially mm-hmm. because for the more casual viewer, most people don't really know New Japan's characters. Realistically, Will Ospreay, you're just going to like him because he jumps around and has a really cool theme. Yeah, but I like, feel that's like... That's all that super batteries. I feel like the AEW audience is already familiar with Will Ospreay. Yeah. Like, Will Ospreay like, isn't the, the challenge. It's Okada, which is like... But I feel like that's also why Okada chose... AEW over WWE is because he has wrestled in AEW during the trial run. So fan, fans are 
kind of you like not a hundred percent, but like they're familiar in AEW with both of them. Yeah. Talking well, about true AEW fans, by the way, not not the faux fans. Not the haters, yeah. the haterates. I mean, honestly, if you're a hater of Will Ospreay, you're just a loser. I hate to break it to you. Like, I hate to be the guy who has to tell you that. Elevated, but like, uh, elevate me to the sky. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's such a good song. But, like, that's the thing. Is 90% of it, I just completely forgot where I was going. Okada, Will Ospreay introducing. Oh, no, him. okay. No, sorry. My bad. So, because I was going to explain the contract thing. I think yeah. the main thing that plays into it is AEW is like, you guys don't have to move. Yeah. Because that's the thing of like, Osprey has talked to him multiple times not wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to have to move. Yeah. Okada, his wife, is a really big star in Japan. I forget her name off the top of my head. And technicality, it's really funny that mm-hmm. he's technically not really the big name in his family. You're talking about uh, because- Suzuko Memori? Memory, yeah. Memory? Where basically she's a voice actor. Yeah, she's like a voice actress slash. I think used to be a music star. I think. Basically, realistically, more people in Japan know his wife than they know him. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, one that people are going to be like, "So he's not a big deal." No, shut up. But like my thing is like that's the thing. AEW offered them something that WWE wouldn't because WWE realistically is just like, no, you got to move here. Like you yeah. got to participate in the live show circuit. Mm-hmm. You got to be here for everything we need you for. Where AEW is like, dude, as long as you're here, when we ask you to be here, we don't care where you are. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I really like is the fact that I love that, you know, they realistically, and also, as well, this is the other part, at least this could be, like, for, like, when it comes to Okada and mm-hmm. Osprey specifically of, like, they probably have more friends in AEW than they have in WWE. Because, like, realistically, it's, I love the memes I keep seeing, because it keeps coming back since WWE, mm-hmm. or AEW just keeps signing uh, New Japan guys. Yeah. Of it's Kenny Omega's, like, I leave New Japan in your guys' hand. He's like, what are you guys all doing here? <laughs> what are you guys all doing here? I got a question for you, actually. Let's say Tony Khan gets locked in a doomsday shelter. Can't make it to Revolution. They're like, Soapy, we have no one to book the end of the show. How do we book the end of the show? They go, Bro, Soapy. The, the Twitter Soap- police guy isn't there anymore? So- Soapy, we're looking on you. We need you to be the one to book the end of Revolution. How do you do it with, do you have Okada? Do you have both? How would you have it do? How would you have it do main event? Run me through it. So what I would do is realistically, I probably wouldn't debut them both at the same time. Okay. So you'd pick one or the other. Because... Yeah. So what I would probably do is, depending on how you end the TNT Championship, of if Christian keeps it or if he loses it, you're booking. You're booking. How would you do it? You're the booker. All right. So Adam Cole's gonna, <laughs> or, or, well, Adam, gonna Cole. Adam Copeland. So Adam Copeland wins. Mm. You know he's gonna. They're gonna try to screw him over. Everyone that you know, everyone that Adam Cole basically got the fight through to get the title. You know, comes out and helps him. Uh huh. You know, to stop the the patriarchy. I still I love that name so much. <laughs> like it just because it it's just it fits so well. Uh huh. But like they all come out to help. You know, Adam 
Adam Cole celebrating. I couldn't even tell you what Okada's theme song sounds like. It's, I know there's like start, a money sound it in it. It starts with like the coins. And it's like... Something like that. Yeah. Like it's... He's one of the wrestlers that like I watch all of his stuff. I could not tell you like a single thing about anything he does. I just love him as a wrestler. But... Because yeah, like have it to where basically, you know, Adam Cole celebrating... Okada then shows up and basically is like the oh okay that's gonna be ne- like Adam Cole's next or er, so why do I keep saying Adam Cole? So basically they'll hear this Soapy. I'm not gonna play all of it. I was spot on. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, to where and I know people are gonna hear that and be like, oh wow, the guy who's supposed to be a big deal you're putting in the mid card on. We have to elevate stuff, you know, around it. I'll be honest, realistically. Though, I'll be honest, though. I I was thinking the same thing for Monet. I would almost put her in a... If I had to choose, I would almost put her in a feud with Julia Hart before Tony Storm. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, the main title already has, like, a super deep group. Because, mm-hmm. like, cause like, when the Okada stuff got announced of him signing, or him most likely signing with AEW, mm-hmm. I literally wrote a list of their main eventers. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, cycling through that list is going to be absolute hell. So it's like, okay, just put one of the two down farther. Because realistically, one, you can use it to elevate the title. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, I know, like, you could technically be like, oh, if we went after Orange Cassidy's title. No, we're not doing that. Orange Cassidy's title can stay down there. Well, he he's gonna be feuding yeah. with uh with the uh the UE. I mean, well, I'm it's not sorry, even the about UK. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, respect it, okay? We it may be united, dude. I'm gonna Undisputed. say they got, they they got way too much hate. Like, yeah, it's such a cool group. Mm-hmm. It's the problem is like. I get why it got hate because mm-hmm. it's the whole like it took so long to get that group. Yeah. Because we had to wait until Adam Cole could actually be on TV weekly. Mm-hmm. So like I get the hate <laughs> but at the same time. Like and realistically it's like Matt Bennett, Mike Bennett, really? Mike mm-hmm. Bennett? Yeah. But then it's like the and like you also people need to realize of like they just combined two groups together because they yeah. literally just took they literally just took the kingdom and just put undisputed in front of it. Yeah. That's literally all they did. Uh-huh. Well, that's the Adam Cole the Adam Cole effect is the uh the undisputed part. Yeah. That that's him and yeah. Roddy, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Maybe eventually if when they kick out Wardlow, Kyle O'Reilly joins. I was gonna say Bobby Fish. No, we, we get, can we, keep Bobby we, Fish. We, we gonna get all a red dragon in the in, in the yeah. UK. <laughs> Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish can stay wherever he is. Like I don't know, wrestling in Guantanamo Bay or wherever he's at. Well, like, like that's the wasn't thing. He, it's just he I would have. Honor? Or no, no he, he was, was in an Impact. He was an Impact. Yeah. Or yeah, he can he can stay in Impact. But yeah, I would have Okada come out during that. And then after the main event, you could have it that Joe basically is like, oh, like, I like have Joe cut like a typical heel promo of like, I'm the best. You can't beat me, blah, 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 blah. Osprey debuts. Bobby Fish will be returning to MLW at Imitation Games 2024 on February 29th. I mean, hey, have fun over there, Bobby. Uh, Don't come back. (laughs) Wow. 
I never understood. I mean, the, the only good thing. Fish. He's just boring. Mm-hmm. He's the most boring member of the UE. Okay. It's also the fact that he has like the least presence. The only funny thing he's done ever was the folks. Where's the lie? <laughs> Where's the lie? Like for anyone who hasn't seen that video, I need you guys to look mm-hmm. that up because that video is so funny. You could hear a pin drop in that arena when he says that. And it's not like this isn't like a pandemic era clip. This is literally yeah. like you see people in the crowd. He's like, folks, where's the lie? Where's the lie? He starts rolling it. You hear people in the crowd coughing. Yeah. It is literally like he just oh. delivered the most dead joke of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it's like in like in shows like where they have it where like someone's trying to be a comedian and they say the worst joke ever and no one finds you it funny. Cr- and then like, it's the silence. <clears throat> That's literally what you hear in the background. Like, you don't see anyone. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah, like, that's basically what they did to him. Uh huh. So, like, that's the only good thing he's got going for him is he got an oh, brother, this guy stinks moment. Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's the thing. I would just have it that I debut Okada to go for the mid card, Osprey to go for the main event. Because realistically, like, is he going to beat Samoa Joe? Who knows? Joe could hold the title forever until Wardlow takes it off of him, because realistically, that's what they're going to do. And it's because the whole thing of, like, that's how it was built up by Beyond Disputed Kingdom, of Adam Cole's, like, oh, when I'm healthy to wrestle, Wardlow's going to win the belt for me. And then, you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing. And everyone's like, isn't that the same thing Christian was doing? And it's like, no, he was vicariously champion through him. But, like... That's the thing. I think if I was, that's how I would book it. And I do agree. I would also have it that Sasha doesn't immediately go after Tony or whoever the women's mm-hmm. champion is at that night. I'd ever go after Julia Hart because the fact that one, realistically, AW's women's division kind of just moves around. You just kind of yeah. go wherever you need to be. Like you could realistically at that point mm-hmm. start shifting some of the people who are in the TBS title away from it and start shifting it more towards like the main women's title because the fact of like for instance realistically chris statlander is way too big for the secondary belt mm-hmm. because they treat her like a super big deal yeah like willow can stay over there i know they're doing the whole thing with like willow stat and stokely mm-hmm. which if anyone hasn't seen that stuff you guys need to follow stokely on twitter mm-hmm. he is so funny because still one of the funniest things was the tweet of where someone was like, do you guys think Stokely could beat up Brody King? And that's when he DM Brody King on Twitter. He's like, you, uh, me, Stat, and Willow versus you, Julia, and Blue. Unless you... And then Brody King responded uh, after, I think it was Collision? It was either Collision or Rampage. Mm-hmm. Where like he like stuck his thumb in like the hole that was in Mark Briscoe's head and like rubbed blood on his arm. He took a picture of his arm. He's like, you're next, Stokely. And he put, like, the video of a guy screaming. Mm-hmm. Like, Stokely is just so funny. You guys need to you guys need to watch him. He's hilarious. I got a question for uh, you. I potentially so, have an answer. I'm, look, I, I'm looking at stuff. And uh, Will Ospreay is one that came to mind. And there's an article here. This is from January from uh, comicbook.com that... So the timeline that they're running with is Osprey inked his deal at full gear. Then 
Um, at Russell Kingdom, he had a match with uh, John Moxley, and the quote that they're citing from uh, Offspray is, "You said you wanted a war. A war is coming to you, my friend, and it's coming on home turf. So this time, make sure you keep your head on a swivel." Is it possible, or in your mind, do you think that AEW runs with this and Offspray's first feud in a like officially after inking the deal with AEW is against John Moxley? Because right now Moxley is the thing that he's in. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. His whole feud right now is with the uh, Luchadors, the Pool Club, and uh, the Luchadors. Yeah, yeah, the combat yeah, pool, the club. pool club and CM. Yeah, <laughs> there are a couple yeah. of. Bigger I gotta make sure boys. I say their name right now. Yeah, because people are a bunch of billiard boys looking for a scrap. So I, I gotta say, I say it on purpose because the inside joke between me and my friends is uh, first time I said, "Oh yeah, the the uh the the uh, the the black combat pool black club." club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing with if you guys ever hear anyone in any of the podcasts say Spencer did whittle. Yep, that's amazing. You, you know the origin. It's another yeah. inside joke, but yeah, yeah. Like I definitely think that could be something they do because Aussie Open is in AEW already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in. They, I think they're actually wrestling in ROH right now. I think. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember if there's anyone else but who like, is also you, in the kingdom. Do you think that? Because like the whole thing with the uh, with the the feud that the uh, combat club has with the luchadors, that's a forbidden door thing setting up. Right. So like, how long are they yeah. going to keep off spray? Cause wouldn't, wouldn't Moxley have to finish that up before jumping him into a new feud? I don't know. They bounce Moxley around between like 10 different feuds. Moxley's mm-hmm. the workhorse of the company at this point. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, Mox, you need to wrestle this guy. It's like, can I stick things in my head? And they're like, sure. He's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> can I stick things in my head? <laughs> yeah, or like, realistically, that kind of just feels like where they're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll probably just bounce around a little bit. Because I also correct, think. Because just real quick, correct me if I'm wrong. Right now, they have Revolution and then All In in August. We're going to get a pay-per-view or a PLE between March and August, right? I think so. I think that's when Forbidden Door normally happens. Yeah, I could be wrong, though. I mean, I never know their pay-per-view dates. I only ever know it when they start actually talking about it. Last year, they had two between Revolution and uh, All In. They had Double or Nothing in May and then Forbidden Door in June. Yeah, so it'll probably be the same months for those two. But go ahead with what yeah, you were going like, to say I think it's, cut you off. Yeah, well, because they're also kind of half doing a story of the Blackpool Combat Club falling apart. Yeah. Because they're half kind of doing it because of where, like, realistically, most of them are losing. Moxley's mm-hmm. really the only one who keeps winning all of his feuds. Yeah. And kind of, they've had it to where, like, Moxley will talk about stuff, and where he's like, we're not focused enough. We're not, mm-hmm. like, you know, and he basically, like... Kind of making it seem like he's getting a little disinterested, not disinterested in the group, but he's kind of being like, hey, you guys aren't holding up your end of the bargain. Yep. And he's like, I can't be the only one who keeps winning in this group. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wheeler Yuta never wins ever. Wheeler Yuta just kind of exists. I don't know if I ever seen Claudio win anything, basically, at this point. Claudio is just there to super, like, 
Swiss uppercut people the whole time and swing them around. Like, I know he's actually been winning, but like I don't remember the last win. So apparently, uh, the AEW website has him at a five and one record this year, three and zero in tag matches, one and zero in trios matches, one and one in singles matches. I mean, hey, well, yeah, because I know I know the one loss because mm-hmm. the one loss is against Eddie Kingston. Yeah. That was the whole storyline they were doing with why Daniel Bryan hated Eddie Kingston as much. Mm-hmm. It's because he's like, how do we keep losing to this bum? <laughs> there it is. King of the bums. And that's where they were like, all right, that's it. I'm a bum. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. May as well. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They're kind of building into this, like, okay, like, they're really starting to hammer home the, like, Moxley's kind of really the only one holding this weight. Mm-hmm. It's like Claudio's not fighting as much as he was before. Yeah. Because, I mean, Claudio before was also like ROH champ. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay, anytime ROH is on, I'm fighting. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes he's fighting on ROH. ROH titles show up everywhere else but ROH at this point. Yeah. Athena's the only one who shows up anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, hell. I mean, Ricky, off the top of your head, mind you, I know you're an AEW novice. You don't really mm-hmm. watch a whole lot of it. Do you know who, do you know who the ROH uh, trios champions are right now? Oh, I should know that, isn't it? It's not Jay White and his crew, the Bullet Club Gold, is it? They're the six-man tag, right? They are. They're the six? Are they the the, trios or the... Yeah, they're the the trios, because right now, both trios belts are in a group together. Yeah. Because the the Acclaimed acclaimed and Bullet Club merged. Yeah. Because now it's Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Oh, I didn't know that. Because isn't there a six-man tag champs? No. I could have sworn there was like an ROH or something six six man tag belts that I saw. No, I don't think there is. I mean, I mean, if if it if that's anywhere, that's going to be some company no one cares about. But like that's the thing. For instance, I half keep up with ROH, you know. So if I am wrong about this, someone please correct me. I don't know the last time those guys were on ROH. Yeah. Like, they're just on Collision. That's all they keep doing. They just show up on Collision at this point. It's like, Tony Khan, if someone is ROH champion, or they're a champion in ROH, Mm -hmm. have them be on ROH. Like, if we're going to use this logic to where Athena can't show up on AEW because she's an ROH, she's ROH women's champ. I knew I was right. The uh, so it's the ROH World Six Man Tag Team Champions. It's Bullet Club Gold and the Guns. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Cause I remember watching so one weird. episode and being like, "Cause I don't know right why here they on... have it as six man? Cause there's only four of them." Uh, Jay White, Bullet... Jay White, and the Guns. Um, are yeah. the current champions? I think they just. Yeah. But then, because yeah, there's only four men. No, go ahead. You're right. Cause yeah, Cause yeah. No, it's because Bullet Club Gold only has four members. Because technically, the guns are a part of the group now. Because Bullet Club Gold is mm-hmm. Jay White, Juice Robinson, and the guns. Okay. That's in technicality who all is in the group. That's why it's like whenever they talk about six man championships, I mm-hmm. always just assume like they're just talking about that's the match it's defended in. Yeah. Or essentially, it's it's like a trios belt. Yeah, because it's says... they just call it Bullet Club Gold plus the guns because for yeah. some weird reason they don't count the two together. Well, on Wikipedia now, that I'm, so on this side it says 
current champions, Bullet Club Gold. And that says Jay White and the Guns. That's only three yeah. people. So I'm assuming they just mean, like, that's who, you know, they, like, those are the matches. So it's called a six-man tag chance, but it's basically the ROH Trios champions. Yeah, basically. Okay, then that's the, someone, someone in the comments is like, you're confusing the same title. (laughs) You're talking about the same title. (laughs) Yeah. So there we go, everyone. We cleared that up live on air. We we cleared it up. Uh, But now you said the acclaim is with Bullet Club Gold? Yeah, well, because they had the whole thing where it was the acclaimed came out mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, like, guys, we're two of the hottest acts. Why don't we work together? Yeah. And then they had it to where, like, the Bull Club Gold didn't know if they wanted to. And basically, initially, they were like, well, they don't know if they can trust them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, you could literally just tell the story of the guns don't want to be with Billy Gunn again. Yeah. That's all you have to do. You don't have to have it to where it's Jay White's like, oh, I, don't, I don't trust Anthony <laughs> Bowens. Like... What's not to trust? <laughs> what are you trying to say there, Jay White? Won't you, what, what don't yeah, you like, trust about him, huh? <laughs> it's like, Jay White, you weirdo. Hmm? Hmm? Why don't you trust about him? Uh... No, like, that's the thing. It's just... Also, one, can I just point out, that basically is just going to lead to them getting rid of the AEW Trios title. And anytime I see people complaining, I'm like, so we want the belt gone. Mm-hmm. And then we complain that, like, oh, well, people held up in trios titles. That's stupid. So they go to get rid of it, but now it's a problem because of they're getting rid of it. Like, guys, can we make up our mind? Do we want the title or not? If we don't want the title, if they merge it, no one cares. The problem is, like, how many trios are actually out there anymore? Because wasn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it conceived when the Dark Order was a thing because Brody was still with us? Yeah. So... It was a thing when, because around this time, this is when they had the Elite were all actually wrestling together, or at least three of them were. That was Omega and the Bucks. Because at that time, you had the Elite, House of Black, Mm -hmm. the Acclaimed, whoever the hell FTR just teams up with that week, it just kind of gets thrown into the trios titles. For a while, it was just CM Punk and FTR. Yeah, the CM, FTR, Mm -hmm. and then we got Daniel Garcia randomly thrown in there. Yeah. And then I'm trying to remember some of the other was, ones. Was Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends in any of those trios? Yeah, matches? they were one. Yeah, they were one of them. Okay. There was Death Triangle, still the stupidest name ever. Yeah. What? That's like eight of them. Like unless I miscounted. So there were a lot more teams, and now you don't have as many. Because like what? Orange Cassidy's not with the Best Friends anymore. Dark Order's kind of. Oh, he's still with them. It's just. He's not it's, like it's a weird thing regularly like, with him. He's more of his own thing now with the international title. Yeah, they still come out and help him and stuff, but yeah, it's more of like he's more of a singles guy now. Yeah, because like the best friends, the reason they haven't all been together is because I think one of them's hurt right now. I'd say it, it. The way I would relate it to and to use WWE, it's like when Big E had his WWE title run. He was still part of the New Day. But like he was more used in singles wrestling, right? Yeah, because that's when they split him off from those two because they moved him to a different brand, and everyone's like, "How could you guys? You're breaking up How the new could day. You split up the new day." And it's like, "No, no, no, they're still together." Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, guys, we're still friends. And it's like, well, I hope so. We're not getting what? What was it? Preacher, preacher man, Big E. And, oh God, dude, that, those are still some of the best bits from that podcast. <laughs> 
Because well, wasn't, no, like, wasn't that the when they were heel, he would do the like preacher promos? Yeah, he would do the preacher promos, and then the episodes on the podcast. That's when uh, Xavier and Kofi would make fun of Biggie because he used to be a youth pastor. Yeah, and like he was really <laughs> young, and they kept doing like the the oh the Lord. <laughs> they kept doing that, and Biggie would just get really mad the whole time. Uh. Yeah, like. It's AW certainly in an interesting spot with bringing some people mm-hmm. in. I will say, I hope these are the last really big signings. I was going to say, who do you, do we have any predictions of, because Tony Khan did reference 2024 is going to be a big year. It can't just be big yeah. until March. I think it's, these are the, I think these should be the last three major signings. Because mm-hmm. I've talked about it in the Discord a ton. They should bring in the guys who used to be in MJF's group when he was in MLW in mm-hmm. the Dynasty. One, one of those guys is just fucking yoked. Pardon my yeah. language. He's yoked. Mm-hmm. And I forget the other guy's name off the top of my head, but basically okay. it feels like that they're going to build up for it to be the Dynasty versus the Undisputed Kingdom, which mm-hmm. I'm here for. Like You want to talk about big meaty men slapping meat? You're talking about Wardlow versus Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. Or basically, like, that's kind of just what it naturally feels like it's going to grow into. Because realistically, they're not just going to stop being MJF's problem. Yeah. Like, he'll come back and they'll immediately get back into a story with him. Like, whenever he comes back. Hopefully, you know, before the end of the year, if mm-hmm. into next year, you know, they'll pick it up right where it left off. Yeah, like, I think it's... This year, I think it's just focus on making the product the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Hold off on the signings, because right now, the roster is really deep. Yeah. Like, I really need people to understand just how deep the AEW roster is, that it's mm-hmm. at the point of where it's like, no, like, focus on the people you have now, because you have a good enough core of people that it's like, realistically, you don't need more people now. I'm going to see if I can pull up the list that I wrote mm-hmm. in the Discord for basically... Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, so basically, as I wrote uh, when the Okada stuff got announced, I had mentioned it earlier. I actually went to look for my post now. Yeah. Where basically, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, now AEW has a main title core of MJF, Okada, Osprey, Swerve, Hangman, Omega, Cole, and Jay White. Okay. And then, like, you know, just insert whoever gets moved in. Like, for instance, like, you can put, like, a Mox in there. You can Mm -hmm. put, like, whoever. Like, whoever you build up at the time. Of where it's like, okay, like, your championship, like, your main title core is finished. You don't need to worry about that. Now, it's, you know, focus on building up, you know, the rest of the division. Of, like, focus on developing people. It's like, for instance, then mid-card, you have Daniel Garcia, Darby, mm-hmm. Brody King, Hook, Takeshita, Pack, Nick Wayne, Hobbs, and Ricky Starks, if he doesn't leave. And then, like, for instance, you can throw Brian Danielson anywhere in there, you can throw Mox in there, Claudio, as much as I don't like Wheeler Yuta, they'll use Yuta anyways. Jericho is like a cockroach of wrestling and won't go away. I got a question. I may have an answer. Do you believe Drew McIntyre is still unsigned? I, I think he's already resigned. Okay, because reason why I ask is whenever I talk to Jake, he brings up the like, oh well, uh, 
you know, Drew Drew might not have signed already and Drew's contract's up at Mania. It, let's say, hypothetically, Drew leaves WWE. He goes to AEW, right? Like, they would they would have to try to scoop him up, right? Yeah, I mean, either go to AEW or he could just go to Impact again, like, wherever. TNA, I mean, he could even go to New Japan. Hard sorry. to kill, baby. TNA's hard to kill, baby. Yep. I can't wait, by the way. Random thing. I get to sound like the yeah. ultimate hater. Go ahead. Ever since they fired Scott Diamore, mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that company to start going all the way down again. Because wrestlers, the like, wrestlers were pissed. Yeah, because the wrestlers were lied to. And and what I heard... all of them like Scott. What I heard from it is apparently then... Oh, it was Tommy Dreamer and somebody. I can't remember. It was a lady. Gross. Um... They were like the PR people that basically had to be on a Zoom call to like talk with wrestlers about it. And originally they told the wrestlers, well, there'll be something where like if you're unhappy, we'll work with your release. And then basically the company that owns TNA is like, well, you are like, (laughs) we're not going to just let people go. Yeah, like that's the thing is. Any time, like, one, Tommy Dreamer being anywhere near mm. company is gross. <laughs> like, that's that's just that's just devious work. Mm-hmm. But like, as well, of the fact of even they realize of, like, oh, we probably made a really bad decision yeah. doing that because everyone likes Scott. Yeah. Like, realistically, if you are a wrestling promotion right now, I mean, realistically, if you're WWE, you don't super need them. Because you're already kind of, you know, set up for a while. You don't really need, like, a Scott. Like, for instance, if Tony Khan wanted to, you know, have it to where he doesn't have to focus on ROH anymore, mm-hmm. he could just be like, hey, Scott, you want to run ROH? MLW, like, whoever runs that could be like, hey, Scott, you want to come fix up MLW? Like, basically, anywhere he goes, the product's just going to get better. Because Gail Kim, Scott that's literally... what it was. It was Gail Kim and Tommy I mean, Dreamer hey, were the ones that had hey, it. Shout out to... Yeah, shout out to Gail Kim. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, no, like, that's the thing. It's just anyone, like, I get to be the ultimate hater Mm -hmm. when it comes to this Mm -hmm. because the fact of TNA made one good decision, which was hiring Scott, and he brought that company back from the dead. (laughs) I need people to understand how insane it is that Scott saved that company. Mm -hmm. Mind you, Scott is part of the reason that these guys are the cockroach of wrestling. They will not go away. Because no matter what you do, Scott found a way for them to still have money. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know where Scott just kept finding this money. He has a money tree somewhere. <laughs> he just looked in the basement. Hey, I found some money. Yeah. He's just like, guys, let me go let me go see if there's money down in like the couch cushions of the basement. He's like, guys, I found a million dollars. That's a whole wrestler. <laughs> yeah. He's like, guys, we have at least three contracts now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean more independent wrestlers get paid way less than that. Yeah. But like, guys, we have a whole year's worth of revenue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where'd you get that? And he's like, don't, don't ask. ask about it. <laughs> don't ask. You don't want to know that answer. Um, yeah, you don't want to know the answer. So to end the podcast, Sophie, I got two questions for you. Two. Okay. First off, we're talking about AEW signings. There could be a WWE signing in the uh, in the not so distant future. As uh, this tweet was from Wrestling World CC over the weekend, Chelsea Green feels like it's only a matter of time before Matt Cordona returns to WWE. 
I mean, hey, shout out to him. Like, I don't have too much to say. Is, about is that, that a bad? Is like here? Here's here's the only thing I think about this. It is very obvious he's been very vocal about he does not want to be Zack Ryder. He would want to be Matt Cardona because of the work that he's doing as Matt Cardona. How quickly, how many shows does it take WWE fans to go woo, woo, woo and just want that? Literally the second he comes back. Like, he doesn't want to do radio, doesn't want to do Zack Ryder. Like, he doesn't want to come out to radio. Me and Zack Ryder are going to have to fight. Oh, radio. (laughs) Like, realistically, it's also as well, like, the only reason why, and I'm not saying, like, I don't want him back, Mm -hmm. because obviously I've I've always liked his work. I've always really enjoyed him. A lot of the times when you hear him talk, and I'm saying this in the nicest way I can, Mm -hmm. he sounds like he's got an ego on him. Okay. Like, he sounds like he's got, because, like, Initially, when people had asked him about coming back, and he's like, if I come back, I want that Cody-level push. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, listen here. I'm saying this the nicest way I can, Matt Cardona. You Get are ready not to learn the words You are kingdom, not him. Buddy. <laughs> you are not him. You're not like, that I, guy, pal. I hate the, you're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> like, you're oh. you're a good guy. You're not that guy, yeah, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Um, The other thing I was going to bring up that's kind of a bigger deal here right at the end. So... WWE put out a trailer over the weekend for Super Bowl Sunday that uh, instead of paying for airtime, they're like, we're just going to put it out on our YouTube page. Uh, Go ahead and check it out like a half hour before the Super Bowl. And it was a WrestleMania 40 teaser trailer. Soapy, in the trailer, we see The Rock, Roman Reigns, staring down with Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Many people are saying that this was the trailer to tell us that night one of WrestleMania will be the tag match we all wanted. Seth Rollins and Cody versus Roman and the Rock. I don't know about we. I'm just saying we, collective we, I saw a lot of people wanting it. Good move or bad move to have this match and have it be uh, night one of uh, WrestleMania. Terrible move. No one wants to watch that that catchphrase merchant, the song, the theme song merchant, the woe merchant, and the tribal merchant all in the same match, alright? Like, give Bailey her moment. I don't care yes, if preach. Crybaby preach. Rock I don't care if Crybaby Rock wants it. He can cry into his already huge pile of money that he doesn't mm-hmm. get a stupid incentive for main eventing a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, wipe your tears with the money you already have, Rock, you big baby. You're already on the board. Doesn't matter. You're already going to make a crap ton of money anyways. I know you've already ruined Black Adam beyond them ever doing anything with it again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you don't ruin WrestleMania too in your process of saving it. You know it's the only... You know it's the only good thing that I could see coming out of it? I, I, I'm not... I'm going to hold myself back. I was going to say something really mean. <laughs> So, and you can correct me if this is even possible. I think it is. I would love, there'd be a part of me that would hate that, like, does this mean that Seth is double dutying? Does that mean he's defending his title in another match? Eh, Well, because, I mean, that's what the Elimination Chamber's for. The Elimination Chamber's to find out who's going to fight Seth. You're right. Because my thought is, what if Damien cashes in during that tag match? 
the whole thing of like, you took your eye off the prize. I, I'm going to come in when you're distracted with the bloodline. Boom. Here you go. Briefcase. I'm stealing your title. Well, technicality. No, if he no, tagged in, in the... Nobody in that in match I mean, is going to care if Damian wins. They're not going to try to keep him from losing. I mean, Cody Bay. Yeah, Cody well, Cody just because the babyface thing, but The Rock and Roman would keep Cody off of Damian. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't... I don't super care about the... Like, I don't mind if someone cashes in. Like, I don't mind if Damian cashes in at Mania mm-hmm. to beat Seth. Don't have it just be a stupid moment. Like, to me, we don't need the tag match because of the fact, realistically, Rollins is going to be coming off of an injury. Mm-hmm. Can we not try to speed track the guy back to an injury, like, yeah. once? Like, let him have, like, a, you know, whoever he faces, probably Drew. And the thing I'm thinking is, I'm kind of thinking that WWE... Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the heavyweight title match will not be Seth Rollins. It'll be Damian Priest when we get to Mania. And the reason why I think that is everything that they've, it's subtle, but everything they've been saying with like the, like the elimination chamber, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't say Seth Rollins. They said, who will challenge for the heavyweight title with Roman? It was who was going to challenge Roman reigns for the undisputed champion. So like, I almost look at it and go, if you don't say the name of the champion, is that kind of tip you tipping your hand of like, oh, maybe this guy's not going to be champion when this match happens? I mean, they they sometimes they pick and choose when to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been times that they'll mention champs names. Sometimes they just say like, oh, well, it's whoever's the champ. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't think that super tips it off because yeah. realistically, whoever beats. Whoever wins the Elimination Chamber probably isn't winning the belt because Damien will cash in. Yeah. Like, that's that's my yeah. prediction for Mania, is that's when that's when Damien cashes in, is during Mania. And then whoever that's won the-, the Chamber and was in that match, that's going to be Damien's first feud? Yeah, probably. Da- I'm, ju- yeah. I'm just yeah. telling you, Damien L.A. Knight would slap. Yeah. I mean, Damien would get absolutely cooked in every promo, but... Or or are we going to get the pride Bobby Lashley versus Judgment Day? Can we, can we please just <laughs> not just call them the pride? The pride, baby! Like, I don't know what it is with wrestling and having some doo-doo faction names all of a sudden, <sighs> but like... We just we just love shoveling poop on top of poop for names. We're like, oh, the final <laughs> testament? Like, you know, you literally could have just called them the authors of time. Right there. I I keep saying this. I love how they're the final testament, but you look at AOP's jackets and it still says AOP. And they still wear that. AOP. It's like, just <laughs> literally just use authors of time. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just put like one little sticker over the P to make it into a T. Yeah. That's all you have to do. But no, like that's the thing. It's just generally for Mania, give Bailey her moment. I don't care if The Rock is gonna be a big baby because his ego's hurt because oh boo Black Adam it? sucked. Oh, by the way, also there was a tweet today that uh Soapy, the Rock is going to embrace his heel character and draw inspiration from Hollywood Rock. Which I the, swear to God, if the I first get the repli- Hollywood Rock intro, the first reply was, "We need this back," and it was the, "What's cocaine?" Oh, we don't need that back. 
Dun, 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 dun. We don't need that back. I promise you, we do not need that back. And the second thing in that tweet was expect uh, Cody Crybaby merch. Oh yeah, cool. It's nice to know The Rock needs Cody's name to be irrelevant now. Co- Cody Crybabies is apparently going to be some new merch around it. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just I, I hate the general. Idea I don't want to buy a Cody Crybaby shirt. I want to buy a Cody Rhodes You'll get, shirt. It's the same. It's the same people who bought the Jimmy shirt, the No Yeet. Uh huh. It's it's I'll those be honest, same. The people. No Yeet shirt at least looked good. At least like, see, I want a Yeet and a No Yeet shirt. Yeah, but like realistically, if you had mm. to choose between the Yeet and No Yeet oh. shirt, everyone was picking the Yeet. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like the people who picked the No Yeet shirt are the ones who want to be different. E- see, like, these are the people that. Here's my only problem with the Yeet shirt, Selby, and maybe maybe you agree with me. Um, being a bigger guy, I don't like wearing white shirts. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> but no, like like. I usually wear dark shirts like black because black is slimming. White is not slimming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I learned that the hard way when we recorded the show at Dave's <laughs> house. I looked like literally in the setup, you guys don't realize the reason I sat back for that video uh-huh. is because the fact that when I sat forward, I looked like a beanbag chair <laughs> got put at the end of the couch. Were you were you really in a white shirt? Were you in a white shirt that day? Yeah. Yeah. That was when I was wearing the stupid Adeptus Ridiculous shirt that I wore, of like where it's the three little guys on it. Is that? I mean, it's I mean, you can tell oh, you during your, it because you just used your sweater over it. Yeah, well, like because that's why I put it back on because I looked yeah. smaller after I put the sweatshirt on. Like how I look smaller after more layers of clothing, I may never know. Yeah, I also literally uh, like I also the recording. I looked like a balloon. I'll be honest. I can't tell in the recording because remember that was when we were broadcasting from hell in a cell. <laughs> yeah, we were broadcasting from actual hell, aka Dave's basement. It, I'm, I'm, I have it on right now. It is weird to watch a podcast of ours with a red filter. That's basically yeah. what we have is a red filter. Yeah, I'll like, be honest. We don't get many comments on that. Do you think people? I'm gonna ask you. Do you think many people liked the red filter? Probably not. We we pulled the we literally messed up the same way WWE did when they did the first Fiend match. Oh in the God! Hell it gave people PTSD and they didn't want to watch it. Yeah. yeah sorry, I gotta turn my camera off <sighs> and on again. I came out of focus. You're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, that's any any final thoughts you got, Selby, before we wrap this up? As we're going almost an hour. The Rock now. just go away again. Like forever. Instead of, instead of Philly Brooks, go go away, Philly Brooks. It's go away, Dwayne. Go away. We don't need you, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne, go away. <laughs> come, never come again some other day. Yeah. Yeah. Literally just oh. don't come back. Well. Get out of here, you catchphrase merchant. This is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. What do you think about Mercedes Monet, Okada, Will Ospreay? What are they going to bring for AEW? Really anything. We talked a lot about AEW, and I'll be honest, it started off with who was coming in. But yeah. see, I like this, Soapy. Like, it, it, it question sparks conversation. The conversation can go anywhere. It can be in any. It can be yeah. a, a nothing burger. Could be an everything burger. Could be everything. 
Let's be honest, most of it's a nothing burger. <laughs> but that is going to do it for uh, Heel Talk. Let us know what you guys think down below. Hit that sub button, that like button. Support us on Patreon. Join the Discord. Both those links are down below. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can do so on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you guys for everything you do and for uh, for brother, brother, my, my mega power brother, brother over there. Oh, yeah. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye.